on the next episode of Sip, Suds, and Smokes. Today's episode celebrates our co-hosts on our 10th season of Sip, Suds, and Smokes. 10? Oh, I'm sorry. That's the wrong button. 10 seasons? <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's a lot of good applause for that. Yeah. Well-deserved. Yeah. The co-hosts that we're chatting with today are good old boy Tim and good old boy Caberton. And we're drinking Firestone Walker, Bread of Tangerine. We're having a beer from Little Fish Brewing out of Athens, Ohio called Runcible Spoon. It's a mixed fermentation. And we're having something kind of, I don't know, do you call it special? I thought yeah. it was pretty oh, interesting. Very yeah. special. So I pulled something pretty deep out of the cellar. It is Jillian from uh, Goose Island Beers, and this is from 2013. We'll be right back after this break. live from the dude in the basement studios why because that's where the good stuff is it sips suds and smokes with your smoking host the good old boys Get ready to learn everything you ever wanted to know and a whole lot that you didn't. It's time for a Chats episode. Hey, welcome to this Chats episode where everything good in life is worth discussing. I am one of your co-hosts here at the table today. This is good old boy Mike. And joining me is good old boy Timmy. Timmy! (laughs) How's it going? I thought I might escape that with... Dave not here. Well, you know. I guess it's a staple. It's Yeah, it's your calling card now, man. Well, I'm so, glad to be here. I'm glad my sound effects traveled with me. Good old boy Caperton is here. Yes. I certainly am. Yes. In, in mind and body. Did you bring your hip waders for kudzu eradication today? I did not. <laughs> it's start, it's I did not to come in. But it's starting to, yeah. It's it's never not kudzu eradication season. But <laughs> But let's just say it's really, it's, it's kicking into the groove. Well, our chat segments are all about people behind the products or the services that we talk about here on Sip, Suds, and Smokes. Today's episode celebrates our co-hosts on our 10th season of Sip, Suds, and Smokes. 10? Oh, I'm sorry. That's the wrong button. 10 seasons? (laughs) Wow. Yeah. It's a lot of good applause for that. Yeah. Well-deserved. Yeah. The co-hosts that we're chatting with today are good old boy Tim and good old boy Caperton. And if we have time today, we'll actually discuss some illegal sprinkles as our topic worth discussing. Yes. Hashtag Sprinklegate. That's right. <laughs> All I was going to say is do not, do not type that word into a search engine, Sprinklegate. It will bring up some things. Yeah. You're not really quite sure what's going to come up. That's, so, you know, that didn't leap just into my mind. a PSA tip. You Thanks know? for reminding me. Yeah. There, so there you go. It's all, it's, it's all about us uh, making sure that people stay safe out there, especially when you type over the word sprinkle. It's suitable a, for work. Yeah. yeah, it's correct. Definitely not. So do you guys remember how we met? We? Yeah. 
You and I? Yeah, you and me. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I think so. Um, would it would it have been at Anjay's lab? I think so. Yeah, I, Anjay, a mutual friend, Anjay Belinsky. We were. I think we actually actually met at a few. Uh, probably I think, at, I think a, we at a beer I think festival. We did too. But um, Mike is larger than life. You, but I you, think. But I can't think really. <laughs> actual time that we got to to know each other by name was at our tasting group that we definitely had. So at the tasting group. We had. Uh, we had. We have, we have, I had this uh, amazing tasting group that we would get together, I don't know, like every week, like every Friday afternoon-ish. And um, did, did I get to know you there too, Tim? I did, didn't I? Sort of, yeah. yeah definitely. Yeah, I started going yeah. there a lot. Yeah, yeah. like every Friday. Right? So uh, one of the uh, leader of this tasting group was actually on an episode here of Self- Sudden Smoke. Self-appointed leader. He yeah. Was, um, uh, shit. He is the yeast god, you know, yeah. uh, for lack of a, a better understanding. If there's anything about yeast to know about on the planet, you know, Definitely, Anjay was one that uh, knew everything about it. Had a lot of cool equipment that uh, you know we'd love to sit around and just screw up and and taste beer in his uh, super clean room. Yeah, so. with like uh, warning stickers that you you wouldn't normally like. Yeah, yeah. like there were you know, like skulls and stuff on those stickers. This man. could be a biohazard, like, not, not if just you a biohazard, but a, but a skull and crossbones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah. Not and he'd be like, "Oh yeah, beer. go ahead and drink from that tap. It's okay. We mm. we cleaned it. So we put pretty, it through the auto clean. It's pretty clean." So Tim, did did you just uh, come along to the tasting group with somebody or with Caperton or what do you remember? Or you just Man, got lost I, in the I, basement I, and you went, Sean, "Where's all did the beer?" Sean introduce us. I, maybe it, it must. It had to have been good old boy Sean. I mean, I I can't remember who first invited me to beer talks, but then. I know Anjay and I hit it off because I was working at a homebrew store and I had a bunch of yeast and like expired yeast and other stuff and he would plate it and prop it up and do all these different things and bank it and he was trying to build this. So we we kind of hit it off that way and I just kept going back on Fridays. But yeah, I can't remember if it was good old boy Sean. That would be my guess. But someone who was going there and knew said you should come by. And it was cool. Everyone bring... Homebrew, or it's mostly or through homebrew uh, that brought us to this. Or people yeah. that worked in the yeah. industry brought their own beers. Yeah, you that's know, true. It was, it was a good. He had speakers and stuff. That was beyond a beer talk. Uh, oh god, beer that talks. was legendary. The spike when uh, I was not oh, there for that and one. Mike, yeah. and Mike. Oh, that was. You weren't there. No, you've told. I remember you. Yeah, he told the head brewer for a for a major southeastern major major regional we, brewery, we'll, yeah. we, we won't name but he said never brew this beer again stop <laughs> <And>, using <laughs> fake extract yeah. it was it was legendary it was that guy and the guy has a nickname that would lend you to believe that he's a pretty tough guy but he was pretty <laughs> thin skinned that, one cut that deep. yeah that one cut deep mike just like Your shut him beer down sucks <laughs> You know well, what? I think we all agreed. You know, we did. Yeah. He's, he's after like, after he actually, left, actually, I set it up. I asked him how Probably. many pecans. How do you brew with pecans? Yes. And he's like, you brew with pecan extract. <laughs> That's exactly what he said. And I was like, <laughs> and we all visibly flinched. <laughs> and Mike said, "Never, never brew this again. Never do this. Never do this again." Sorry. 
Call it a fake beer. So, so I wanted to know Mike after that for sure. So Mike, ha- Mike hasn't changed. I was yeah. like, no, oh, that's that for guy, sure. Yeah. That guy, I got to know true. him. <laughs> and I wanted you to drink my homebrew too, because well, I'm like, this is right. a guy that'll tell you. And I, that's, I really, well, that's what sucks. I remember most is yeah. that you know, um, honest Mike. A lot of people were bringing in homebrew, you know, for us to enjoy, and yeah, um, I think Caberton had like. 27 versions of the same beer basically the same beer right. <laughs> yeah, they, they, I remember they got it right yeah. though <laughs> what what a legendary moment in time though i mean we had so many uh great beers and such a wide variety of beers yeah. nashville was know. we still had to struggle then too that like i don't want to sound like my parents walking uphill both ways but we, oh. we would drive to another neighboring oh, we state. Were to buy distribution our distribution was so bad. I mean, you, at had that to, point. you had to really, and we really supported our local breweries. There weren't that many of them then. Yeah. And yeah, we right. loved those guys. And we, yeah. For the most Such part. great uh, time. So, and, and yeah. I think Reverend Mark, did he go to those? Right. Cause I remember that's yeah. where I started drinking. Reverend Mark was the one that dragged me in, you know, to the basement. And, uh, oh, that was a part of the whole scheme. Yeah. Because remember, that was going to, we, we were going to start our own homebrew group and we were going to get right. the blessing. That's right. That's right. Separate from Mark, from who, who was a big music was city, a big music city brewers here in town. Mm-hmm. And, and there, nobody knew why we needed another. Like it was confusing, but well, I who knows, <laughs> but so um, we actually yeah. had like that entire tasting group on an episode, I think at least one, if not yep. two. And it so was we were a, just discussing that, it was yeah. a very challenging day, um, from a lot of perspectives. Um, it was, uh, incredible that was like one of the most expensive episodes, you know, because the beers we had were all like. 35 bucks you know and we had eight of them that day and i didn't go to that one yeah i missed that one yeah and uh no i think that was that episode that everybody i wasn't i wasn't there yeah the big it was the big was it during the big share your big share no, uh, it was not during a big Mike share. Mike used to host a big. It was the same place we did pick bottle big share. share. Yeah, New Year's right. But um, no, it was. And I remember it was one of those moments where, you know, as a producer, sometimes you have people on, and um, you know, that person just doesn't translate, you know, as well on microphone as you yeah. would like for them to. And I remember walking away from that day having this moment of being very excited that I had everyone that I wanted on the show. But then there was the other part of me going, these, these people, most of them, I, I really, I love, I admire them. I'm so glad they were on, but having the, having them on the radio show, just listen to the scientists talk about beer. It's not that exciting. (laughs) it? But I remember walking away going, Caperton's the one that I knew would, would be able to jump the, you know, uh, leap leap into doing this a lot more. And so, uh, you know, I really invited, you know, Caperton to come and do some more episodes with us. And, and one turned into two. And so when you think about some of those early days, how many episodes did you think you'd be on Caperton? Uh, one. One? <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. And you guys kept Are you asking afraid me there to come bit, back. There was and a I was dress like, code or something? I was like, I liked you guys, you know, it was like, come drink beer with us. I was like, okay. 
<laughs> Tim, how many episodes do you think you'd think you would be on? It, one. <laughs> yeah, one. same answer. I think I played a little bit of a role into talking Tim to, to I, come into I, this. I think so, yeah. yeah. I think you're the one that got me to finally come and record. Yeah, I was and like, man, I, I got to get you in I, there. I vaguely man. knew Dave fun. and Juliana. And uh, yeah, it was. And I remember Mike sent like a little guide or something before and i was like the do's and don'ts yeah the do's and don'ts exactly it's like yeah i have no idea if i got that i didn't read it oh i read it all and i worried about it i was like well what if you say those things what if you do this and i was like they're not gonna like (laughs) you seriously i mean they're like he's a person but they're like uh why isn't he talking we're we're drinking what could go wrong yeah well like caperton (laughs) said i was like well if they want me to come back and drink more really good beer yeah I'll go back and drink really with with, with cool beer. people drinking yeah, beer. Yeah, exactly. And, with and, really good people you want to hang out with. Talking, talking smack. So if we just want to put headphones and microphones on well, while we do that. Yeah. Cool. I mean, w- seriously, what could go wrong, you know, when you're doing yeah. that all the time, you know? Exactly. It's a great way to spend the day. So It is. Well, uh, we are drinking today, and I'll introduce these beers very briefly before break. We're drinking um, Firestone Walker. A Breda Tangerine, and we're having Little Fish. And I'll Principal? introduce the last beer right after the break. Hey, welcome back to Sip, Suds, and Smokes. On today's chat episode, I'm chatting with good old boy Tim and good old boy Caperton. We were just talking about beer, which is something we do a lot of. And I was introducing the beers we have in front of us today with the rudeness of time. May us off. get to chat about these. So uh, again, we're having Firestone Walker, Breda Tangerine. We're having a beer from Little Fish Brewing out of Athens, Ohio called Runcible Spoon. It's a mixed fermentation. And we're having something kind of I don't know. Do you call it special? I I thought it was pretty interesting. Very special. So I pulled something pretty deep out of the cellar. It is Jillian from uh, Goose uh, Goose Island Beers, and this is from 2013. So uh, I know that we usually don't tell you how you know what day we recorded this, but this beer is almost 10 years old. So that's that's pre Budweiser Goose Island. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was pre acquisition and. Wow. They don't make this beer anymore. Uh, the, this beer is incredible right? today. Am I correct uh, in saying that? I don't know. Honestly, I, I, I haven't don't. kept up. Uh, the, all those Belgian series beers. Uh, Mike and I were talking. I think I the only beer they <laughs> that we pay attention to, that they, I shouldn't say this, um, but but it's true, is is uh, is there's one beer and it's variants that we now pay yeah, attention right. to from this brewery. But, 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 but yeah, they did. You know, they had a lot of that Belgian line. And I think it didn't, I just remember not doing well. And I remember like, I don't know if it was Lolita or one of the other ones and mm-hmm. some stores around here were selling the 750s for $5. Oh, that was Turok. Was yes. it? Yeah. And, and, I, bought, was and I bought them yeah. all. And I, I bought a case. Yeah. yeah I bought I a ton like, of Okay, sure. Like, and like, I didn't. Oh, yeah. Know, these yeah. are shelf turds. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for thanks for shelving them for the first five years. I thought he was free. just being nice, you know. <laughs> I didn't realize it was like nobody was buying that stuff. I was so good. But I don't I know. Like, I, don't, I haven't seen this. Yeah. this label. No, very much. Well, any I, of the sisters. I've I thought seen. the Goose Island was just outstanding. Yeah, it's I mean, crazy. it was crazy good. I, you know, um, it's warmed up now. Eight, it was. It was. Um, 
definitely when we first opened it, I, yeah. you know, it was right away. Caperton was, and I were standing right there together and I heard the CO2 mm-hmm. pop and I'm like, yeah. Oh, Hey, there's carbon still, here still, still holding a lot. And of I wasn't expecting that. And, but it really held well in the glass. It just, uh, had this, um, kind of pleasing, you know, breadiness kind of funk, you know, about it. And it was just so incredibly well balanced. It was everything that this beer was released like times 10. Yeah. You know, it was really good. And still doesn't taste nine and a half percent. So, Mm-mm. yeah. No, that, that, that's crazy. Incredible. Not at all. Well, uh, we've talked about a lot of things on the show. And so I'm done to know what are some of your favorite memorable moments. Caperton, can you think of one? You know, I really dug doing the kudzu report early on. That was a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> it is one of my favorites. It as was well. kind of fun for it to be a, a recurring kind of thing, you know. And uh, there was a confusing fan mail from people wanting to know if I really hated kudzu. I mean, that was that was, that was pretty good stuff, man. I mean, I talked about that at work. I was like, I do this thing, and it's like a comedy thing, and people are like. They don't know. It's like totally Andy Kaufman esque. You know, it it's like nobody knows if I'm serious. But I mean, you do. You you do hate kudzu. I kind of hate it. <laughs> kind of hate it. I do. Well, yeah. this is a clip from that. It'll episode. get you guys. I mean, that's all I'm saying. The name of this episode is called Night Moves, uh, featuring the killer kudzu robot. Oh, I set up the yeah. And that's good. Uh, so yeah. this particular episode, we were talking about night shift beers from Boston. Which I was just there. He was just there a couple weeks ago. So here's that clip. Vine that eats the South. And there are a lot of people that are concerned about this. There are. This is. And people who are not concerned should be. Don't mock this, guys. No. This is the Kudzu Report. The Kudzu Report. Good people. I'm here to tell you this is good old boy Caperton. I'm here to tell you that the fight against Kudzu. The slow motion green tsunami continues. As we've already discussed, this noxious vine can consume entire communities, and that includes your backyards, my friends. I know the fight against this greed scourge is arduous and exhausting. Trust me. I know. Tell us, brother. Tell it's us. It's exhausting. Preach. The invasive vine. <laughs> like I needed question, encouragement. This this green invader is persistent and tireless. Oh, my. But fortunately, <laughs> fortunately, we have some very smart folks around the globe because this is a worldwide problem. This as, is. As far as I know. Yes. As far as everywhere, I know, still. Everywhere. <laughs> very smart folks are working overtime. Amen. And that's good that's good news and they're going to provide us with effective weapons in this fight such as profiles and courage yes yes researchers at the oklahoma state university have recently developed a robot with artificial intelligence to help in the eradication of the green menace in question what can go what could go wrong true True. (laughs) do it I, do it. I read this on the World Wide Web, and that's there's nothing but truth. There's nothing, nothing but, but truth, truth out there. there. Anyway, this robot, along with its amazingly developed robotic brain, is outfitted with a chainsaw <laughs> and a healthy dislike for kudzu. <laughs> that's an artificially intelligent killer robot, folks, equipped with weapons. Chainsaws. Tasked to the fight. <laughs> this has to be safer, I would imagine. Than a herd of goats, which the what state could be, of, 
the state of Tennessee. That's yeah. what we're using here. Folks. Nothing against goats. the goats, but come this on. This is a killer robot with what, a brain. What could be better <laughs> than giving a robot a chainsaw? Exactly, and a brain. Yes. Okay. What? There's absolutely <laughs> zero things that could go wrong. I'm agreeing. <laughs> not at all. Not Good old boy, Dave. You're 100 percent right. I can't think of any movies that might have anything. There's, there's no, no problem. Zero no. downside. True. Got to witness no this. Evil robots with weapons and brains are definitely our friends. You know, as long as the kudzu's dead, we made them. What else matters? That's all that matters, man. <laughs> we made them. How could they not be our friends? <laughs> They work for us now. I think we should get more of them to work for us, to be honest with you. They'll never use those chainsaws for evil. The thing I loved about that whole... The whole segment. So, what, getting into character as we speak here. <laughs> Get the ticker tape. Was the was the karate sound effects? I, I don't what? know. I don't know if I was doing was those that or, or, or if Who that was, was that? Dave that had loaded those because it sounds like something I would do. Wah! Wah! You know, the whole time, you know. So I just had like you know the the robot from Star Wars that they were know, encouraging spins there. the you know spins the uh, laser you know uh, around. Well, yeah, it's it's when your friend, uh, you know, your friend really gets going on a topic, you just kind of set them up and and watch them unravel. They, they encouraged me to yeah. lose my mind there. You well, were prodded. It was one of those moments. Where I see why they did wanted to know if I really hate. Well, well people, that sounded pretty passionate. People need there. to know more about the kudzu, and that's. Yeah. Well, you know, we're, we're <laughs> you're right. I do hate it. I got a little. I got a little fired up. Listen to that, man. We are starting nationwide kudzu eradication groups. So look for one near you or call 1-800-Eradicate-Kudzu, okay? Strength in numbers. I'll talk you through it. Strength in numbers. I'll talk you through it. Yep, that's for sure. Well, I just, I love, I I love the idea, but it was just the whole delivery that you've done with all the kudzu reports, but especially that first one, I was like, oh my gosh. This is such a less than stellar idea that is going far better <laughs> than I had ever You loved it. You caught you. What I, was it? The master abater? Yes, it was a later episode. <laughs> it was. It was. It was. It was three episodes, uh, three kudzu reports in, and that you came up with that term. Oh, did I? Yes, you said I am I've, the master abater, I've and figures, so I came up with these t-shirts. Figures, I said it. That you can order, by the way, if you would like to have one called yeah. the master abater, which are They're all safety about, green. Yes. Safety green, correct. About <laughs> eradicating or removing the kudzu vine. It's so, like that eye popping, you know. It's oh, it like is. You it work is really on the roadside oh, yeah, with the, those the high vis. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I can hear thousands of sensors, or, uh, sensors, you know, with their finger right on the button right now, going, right. "What did he say again?" Master abater. Master yes, abater. So, yeah, I'm gonna uh, enunciate that pretty clear. I can't remember what this. Was it a pickle? No, it was. I guess it was kudzu you had on. Yeah, there I had kudzu vine yeah, all over yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. Well, Tim, what was your favorite episode? Well, I, I was thinking it wasn't really an episode, but I think we recapped it and talked about it. But when uh, a bunch of us on the on the crew went down to the Shelton Brothers Festival in Atlanta, yeah, you know, that was kind of a nice like oh, uh, yeah, team building. Yeah. Uh, it was a good moment where no one got arrested. Yeah, exactly. I'm not saying <laughs> no one should have been, but yeah, ex- yeah, we didn't have to blow the the annual budget on the bail again. Um, <clears throat> but just like, I, I mean, I it's a thing of the past now, right? So, I mean, obviously, uh, Elton Brothers yes. is yeah. gone. Yeah. It is so, no more. That's correct. Yeah, for the good and the bad, uh, I thought that one was pretty neat, and it was fun. The three of us 
uh, drove down there and went to the Porter Beer Bar down in Little Five Points over there. I was so and, drunk. Uh, man, I'm trying to remember what so we... So many great beers. I think it, we were incredible. all pretty and, and that's a great there. whiskey bar as well. You know, Is they really? have incredible really? whiskey choices there at the Porter yeah, Porter Road Bar. Yeah, the food's good too. I mean, it's that's but a solid... The, at, at that festival, uh, I remember like those, not the very beginning, but that was the first time I think I had had Spawn maybe from Jester King and, and you could just get so much of it it was it was incredible yeah. you know i remember the the canteon lines were crazy but he stood in there and got like i think we had 2007 iris and yeah all these i don't know it was just a, a really you got unique the, you moment got the canteon line to sober up that yeah was my exactly line. that's exactly you got a, a solid pour somewhere and then you go to the 30 minute canteon get yourself line. some and water said, and get yep, the canteon i line. did that today let's move on um well, I managed to sit down and pull what I thought was one of my favorite moments of you being on the show. And, you know, sometimes uh, your co-hosts come up with uh, terms for describing something that you just never really thought that they would <laughs> use those terms. Yeah. I mean, my favorite absolutely by far oh. is good old boy Justin. I mean, who would use the term pine shavings and <laughs> describing it in a whiskey? But the th- what I love about a this man, is a man that's been around a saw. It's <laughs> right. So, there you go. So here you have Tim. He is, you know, a, a brewer's brewer all day long. And he comes up with this description oh. in this episode, which is called advanced dishwater tasting. And here exactly. is Tim to describe this moment for you. I mean, wet hops. Dishwater? Yeah, it does. Uh, it tastes. Next it tastes time you wash old. the dishes, invite me over. How much dishwasher have you been drinking? <laughs> Too much. <laughs> Too much. I think that, that's a basic problem here. It's not the beer, it's, it's him drinking the dishwater. <laughs> You Mel, want me to waste water? Mel, Mel has to like push you away from the sink every time she's washing dishes. Taylor's not a wasteful Jim. fella. Yeah, I Tim. just want to say that our co-hosts go to the extremes for sensory training, and you chug <laughs> dishwater just so you can tell people exactly right. what it tastes like. I know what this tastes like. <laughs> you know, I was That's drinking I some I dishwater the other night, and I was thinking, man, this tastes just like a cool ship with wet like hops. Cats, like store yeah. brand dish soap. How do you how do you learn what mouse you're in tastes like? Yeah, the hard way. That, that, was, that was a good sort of point, know. Tim. Sort of know. Is there more beer? I, I mean, wet hops. You know, they're touch and go. They're can they we can go uh, bad. Um, I, I stand wow. by this beer not being. Okay. It's not your jam. Yeah, it's not my jam. That's okay. All what right. was the beer? Do we know? <laughs> it, it, it was like a cool ship wet hop beer. I, I can't remember. Maybe, yes. I don't know if it was an Allagash. Well, to look, I don't think so because I like Allagash beers. Right? No, bad. it was Plan B. Is the name of the uh, is the name of the uh, brewery? We're Isn't that a birth control pill? No, <laughs> Plan B. It's not, Plan B breweries. Yes, it, it is. It, it, well, Plan B is a, yeah, it yeah. is a drug, but <laughs> no, this was a brewery, so. Well, that would explain that the taste. Yeah, exactly. I mean, what level of Cicerone do you think that is to have the, the uh, ability I think to that would discern? Be negative 3.8. <laughs> no way, man. That's super ninja level. <laughs> yeah, exactly. what that is. They would be re- they would be removing your tattoo. Plus, you know? I got to say, I got to stand by what I said earlier. You know. You know <laughs> when you taste, when you taste it. You know. You know. We've all had a little pop yeah. in our mouth I while just, we were I washing a glass howling. or something. I'm like, because it, it, it was just... 
you were saying it with such conviction too. Like, oh, you know, stand by it. Was, it was. It was. Absolutely. It's I still, know what I know what dishwater tastes like, and well, this is it. What about yeah. like you know working Plan working B? the dishwasher at a commercial kitchen, and then when it just opens that yeah. drain and dumps it out, you smell. And you're like, it's, you smell something. You know yeah. the flavor. Mm-hmm. Mm, Tim, hundreds of people eating. Food. So <laughs> tell us a little bit about your day jobs, Tim. Um. Well, I, I talk about beer on here, and I, I drink beer many evenings at home and I deal with beer all day during the day as well. Um, Yeah. I guess I'm just a a beer sort of guy, but yeah, I'm a head brewer at a a brewery here in town and been in the industry, about as, as long as this, uh, beer that we had earlier is, uh, so yeah, since the time I've been here in Nashville, since 2013, been Hmm. working on a couple of different breweries and whatnot. So that's, that's where I learned how to taste dishwater. Cool. Cameron, tell us about your day job. (laughs) My my day job, uh, I've worked in healthcare, um, specifically in surgery for 30 years. Low these 30 years. Yeah, 30 and, uh, years. And uh, there, it was through, it was at surgery that I got into craft beer is 100% correct. Oh, wow. Good old gal, Michelle, who still hasn't done oh. an episode, but, but we've. She's done the paperwork. Uh, honorary good old. She got the she's list of do's and don'ts. Paperwork. She she was like uh, she was checking beers into Untapped one day, and I said, "What are you doing?" She said, "Checking this is an app keeps track of my beers," and I was like, "Well, how many beers are there? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and there I was can, I know the two or three, like, like four thousand eight hundred. It's not entirely yeah. true because I had friends that worked at Yazoo and stuff, and uh, they had been on me for years to come drink beer, and I just never did. And um, and and she was telling me that she was checking in the thirtieth beer that she had had from that brewery, and I called oh. her a liar. <laughs> so that's a lie. What's that there that's aren't like, that many beers. That's like an afternoon. For, what brewery for, is that? For her, you know, <laughs> who had thirty beers back then? I don't. It probably Sam Adams or something. <laughs> yeah. You know, the variety pack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was, yeah, that was th- through uh, working in surgery and uh, for uh, mostly here in Nashville. But uh, so you get access to all the really good drugs that can kill you every day. Is yeah. that right? Basically, yeah. no. Uh, yeah. Why no. am I the only one that is deeply concerned about that? Yeah. <laughs> They don't give me. They don't. Uh, yeah, don't worry, Mike. They they're way ahead of you. Yeah, yeah. that's not that's not how you make it. Thirty years. They're, yeah, they're, okay. Yeah, yeah. Impose the lockout. Caperton's walking yeah, in the room. Yeah, again. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I avoid uh, the stuff at work. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's like, like the pros. That's not my. Yeah. So why is saison your favorite style of beer? Because it's the best. <laughs> well, I, easy question. So Keep what, throwing so these at me. What makes for a bad saison? Then what makes for a bad saison? Well, you know, I'm trying to think of a good example of a bad saison. I think, we don't have one here. Tonight. I think. Well, um, we we don't exactly, but I think uh, what I would think of as a bad saison's not necessarily doesn't make it bad. It just doesn't fit my sort of idea of what a saison. But you could make it too strong or boozy, mm. you know, because I think saison should be. That's uh, true. Quaffable, you know. Well, so. I remember this one time I was in uh, I was in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, and I was at a, a place, I think it was called the Beer Study, and they had a lot of Zebulon in the, the you know, drink there yep. cage. And I grabbed some of uh, Zebulon being, Capers and I have, have bonded yeah. over one of our favorite sure. breweries. Very few I don't like. And it, I had the Experimental Forest. 
And I remember having it and it was so funky that it was beyond what I liked. And so I texted Caberton, I'm, I'm having this now. I said, can I say, am I allowed to say that it's too funky? <laughs> and he said, no. No. <laughs> I mean, no. I was like, no. I don't like it. He's like, no, there no. is not too much fun. It's not a valid criticism. <laughs> so I don't know what makes a bad Saison for him. Huh. Uh, you could probably ferment it too cold, not let the yeast do so its thing. Was, and a more specific Was answer. that the moment that you decided not to solicit Caperton on what you should or should not say? I, I, was that basically I, I, it? I, I guess I expected it, but I was blown away. And yeah. I, it hurt me to say, this is a Zebulon that I don't want to drink. But, you know, that, that, that happens. That was but, so good. But on the flip side, see, other people enjoy it yep hey we'll be right back right after this break hey welcome back to sip sudden smokes on today's chat episode we are chatting with our co-host with good old boy tim as well and so uh we've been enjoying these beers i have to say i went back to the jillian and it is just yeah i'd like to go back it to is that really one. really really good and uh i have to say all day it's a sudden five i mean holy cow this beer is just so well balanced um you know caperton you said you thought the carbs really come off i think the carb is still all there no it was with the firestone oh the firestone walker yeah that one's a little bit um a little under carb no you can keep it over there tim i know you've killed it (laughs) i left the dregs for us yeah really great beer uh for sure so caperton i know that music is just like this very common, you know, force foundation with you. So I got to know, what are your top f- top three bands? Top three bands? bands yeah. Ooh. Yeah. See, now that's, you're getting, it's, it's, is this like asking your favorite child? No. Um, <laughs> I, I still listen to bands. So I'm going to say, I really band. like Wet Leg. I like the new Wet Leg album. Wet Leg, okay. Yeah. Go back and listen to this, Mike. Um, right. <laughs> I will say, when it comes to bands, like collective people, yeah, in a common goal of making or music, it could be which just I an don't. Artist. How about, I, how about I, your yeah. top three artists? How's that? So, Ooh, which could uh, be a band. Velvet Underground, okay, for sure is like that's number one. That's, that's not a band. Yeah, is but, it not? Yeah, well, Velvet why, Underground. But you were so quick to say that. Well. It's like I kind of came off of it <laughs> a little bit and realized yeah, that there are a there's couple. people rolling their eyes listening to this. Right? <laughs> yeah. I kind of went from what I'm listening to now to my favorite. Right. Because well, I've listened wet, to Wet Leg now, but, you know, it's Wet Leg probably. I just kind of flew off the handle there. Well, Velvet Underground. I'll, I'll check right. out Wet Leg. Yeah, check out Wet Leg. All right. They're coming soon. Uh, Velvet Underground. Um, uh, a composer, Lamont Young, uh, who, uh, ironically, not ironically, who, co- not coincidentally, who was also <laughs> affiliated with the Velvet <laughs> Underground, uh, Lamont Young and, um, oh gosh, Mike, um, yeah, I'm trying to think of someone a oh, little more, you, a okay. little more contemporary. There's a top that's two. Right. Yeah. Wow. And the experimental forest was dedicated to Lamont Young. Was it? Boom! I couldn't dislike that beer. Yeah, right? okay. like, there I'll are, give that to I you. Mean, I mean, there were a lot of you. reasons why you need to know that I was like, Can yes, I say it's too funky. funky. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, no. Well, we're not going to be able to get to our topic worth uh, worth discussing today. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about it. Then you can read the whole story uh, at the link. 
So this baker in England basically was using sprinkles and it was declared illegal to use. And so they- Well, they were US sprinkles is the part you're missing. There. Well, yeah. Cuz we so- we use stuff here that the rest of the world won't let us, imp- you know, because it's bad it's a carcinogen there's nothing it like a pissed off you. baker that's all i have to say speaking of anja he should have he would have had a lot to <laughs> he probably should have heard that guy talk about green beer You'd so hide under a rock the name of the bakery was called get baked which caper didn't really love that, I, th- so. I misread that i thought it was about something else <laughs> yeah, right. illegal sprinkles but it's <laughs> illegal, illegal coloring yeah, yeah. illegal illegal sprinkles illegal OG. color yeah anyway i'd love for you to catch up the rest of this whole story online I will include the link on our show notes. And if you will use the hashtag Sprinklegate, I also you, feel like you I two will be on a short list of being indicted as well. So there you go. I could have really gotten us in trouble. Yeah, check, that. check it out on your burner phone. Yeah. Well, uh, I wanted to swing our attention to uh, chat with Tim. So, Tim, I always had this impression that you had other plans other than being a brewer. So, what were those original plans, man? Um. Wow, that was a lifetime ago. Yeah. Um. Well, first is probably like a professional athlete or an astronaut or something. But then, um, out of college, I was I was in the world of Latin American human rights. If you're uh, familiar with that, okay. Subject. Mm-hmm. So I I studied. Yeah, it's a. Took twice, push once. No, <laughs> come on. There's a there's a book about that though. About what? <laughs> your, your brother wrote, didn't he? Uh, yeah, my brother wrote books about. Weed, so you were weed, going in the family weed, business? Weed trade? No, I was not going in the family <laughs> business. But yeah, I was. I was doing sort of studying Latin American politics and things like that in college, and had a job like that after school, and then I moved out to the Bay Area and worked at another nonprofit sort of thing, and just got. I just got bored, you know, hmm. like. Sitting like doing, every other job that people have. Exactly. <laughs> and so I was really getting into And craft you thought beer. the thrill of pulling out spent grains all day was really going to be that thrilling? Yeah. Well, <laughs> when you get big enough, there's a, a machine that does that for you. <laughs> no, definitely not. Yeah, that's how you know you made it big time. I want to see that machine, man. Yeah, it's great. I mean, <laughs> my shoulders are getting I'm, weaker. but The machine I've always seen has been a guy down there before. <laughs> yeah. Not time. anymore. That's not anymore. Sure. Um, new generation, man. You guys are getting it figured out, boy. Yeah, we're getting soft, though. We're getting soft, <laughs> you know. It's okay. Look so, at me. <laughs> Tim, what kind of beers do you like to make on your own, like when you're doing homebrew? Uh, I, I do a lot of, like barrel age mix firm stuff okay uh, at home just because a lot of the places that i've worked don't have that sort of barrel program mm-hmm. uh you know which is fine everyone has different priorities and that that takes a whole other set of equipment and hands and everything so uh so i do a lot of that stuff at home and kind of scratch that itch so to speak well um, i have to say that one of the other beers i almost pulled for us to share was from Logson. And oh yeah, yeah. So those beers were so good, incredible. One of my favorite. Yeah, beers. incredible. Yeah, I know, and yeah. and that was why I almost pulled it. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, I if if there was probably a beer that I can see you making, I really love for you to make like a ooh like a Belgian strong that's finished off in a Chardonnay barrel. Yeah, that's yeah. you all day. Yeah, I I did. I I started messing around with. I mean, mostly, I guess, whiskey barrels and then would, would 
turn it to like neutral oak to do some mixed firm stuff. But mm-hmm. I really, really enjoy, I, you know, I worked at a distillery for a little while in my career too. And I really enjoy working with barrels and, mm-hmm. and over there, even we did sherry finished things and cognac and, and now port. you're making love. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. So to, to, I think that's like, that's what I love is the blend between the, the different spirits and, and alcohols is, is just, adding that sherry flavor into a beer or a port flavor into a whiskey and things like that. So even in this short period of time, about 10 years, you've been on three different brewery setups. Is that right? Yeah. Three, three breweries and a distillery. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, what's your favorite brewery configuration and why other than the button to, to clear out the spin crates? Yeah. That's number one, the automation (laughs) right there. Uh, don't have to clean out that. So you're you saying know. you're brewing by cell phone now? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, not not quite, not quite on that level, um, but somewhere in between that and moving every every valve and motor yourself. I, I guess I don't know. I mean, they, they all have their advantages and disadvantages. I'd say the the worst thing in breweries is f- floors that aren't well sloped and low points and places that you know because you're just hosing everything down, washing all the the crap, you know, doing your your cleaning cycles and uh places that i've worked that have corners that are just notorious for somehow getting liquid and just sitting there and 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 uh, getting uh, funky yeah uh the only good brewery is a clean brewery so should smell like bleach in there Uh, yeah something or or something like it (laughs) some sort of chemical should be one of the one of the mold and wild yeast and bacteria for sure um so so yeah i'd say that and then like automation is nice um but it's also nice to remember like you're the brewer making the beer. So, yeah, yeah. so is, is yeah. there like that beer that you walk around and go, yo, man, I made that. And it's up on the tap wall that you're just sitting there at the bar and go, what do you think of that beer? I made that. Not, 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 not really. I mean, no, I don't, I don't have one just because there's so many different people that are sort of involved in the making of a beer. And I'm not trying to be cliche, but like, whether it's <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, like re- recipes are rarely written by one person. Like a brewery is not a dictatorship. It's not an authoritarian. To, to bring it back to my Latin American politics, you know, it's not an authoritarian regime. I sort of find it's myself a, thinking like Mike's saying, a military you know, junta. Like my beer, yeah, yeah, it's but like, you don't go to of, you don't go to a brewery and yeah, look and yeah. say, oh, that's that's Caperton's beer, that's Tim's beer, that's yeah, Sean's yeah, beer. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, maybe the, the places I have worked, it's not really been like that. Um, and I, I also know from the process how easy it is that any step along the way gets messed up and the beer's derailed. Like, I can make the greatest beer in the world. It doesn't get carved up. Caperton has it out, out at a bar. It's the worst beer he's had ever, you know? <laughs> like, things like that happen. So, so to be honest, like, I don't know. I, uh, I take pride in all the beers that I make. So anywhere yeah. that I am, like, I like it to be. But at the same time. Even if you're going to make a beer you don't like, you want to make it well. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah there's, there's not a tons of styles Wait, I don't drink, but... <laughs> Is that a trick uh, question? I don't know, but I'm coming up with a phrase, Timitudes. These Timitudes. are these are, these are so Tim. Like we, His uh, responses are so Tim here. These we, are great uh, responses. Yeah, Melissa has a word for it. Tim, <laughs> Timisms. That's, Timisms. That's what we call yeah. them. So, yeah. Okay. yeah, we call them Timisms. <laughs> I would call anybody that, that says it tastes like advanced dishwater. It should be a t- Timism for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's, Tim, that's number 13. Mm. Well, I know you're a huge 
tea fan as well. And we've not gotten around to a tea episode, but what are some of your favorite tea regions or favorite blends? Oh, that's a great question. I, I like a lot of green teas, I would say. Um, but actually, the, the tea that I drink most is yerba mate. Which yeah. Is, again, we'll bring it back to my Latin American politics yeah. uh, <laughs> strengths. But I, I did study abroad in Argentina. And then even after, and I, so I drank mate down there. See, yerba mate is a, it, it's not a green tea, but it's, it's very similar. It's from this, this other bush that grows in South America. So it's drank a lot in Uruguay, Argentina, Paraguay, Brazil. Um, that's mostly it, maybe a little bit of Bolivia or something, but it's a, it's basically a strong green tea. It's often drank out of a gourd traditionally. It's a very, it's a very social beverage when you're down there in South America. Um, I studied down there and so it's also like a very caffeinated beverage. And so studying it, you just have this gourd there and you, you just drink it over your whole study period and it's, it's amazing. Um, so way better than energy drinks. Yeah, absolutely. Some people do add sugar, but otherwise it's, it's more healthy. They, it's, uh, don't drink it on an empty stomach. It'll, it'll tear it up. I have no idea what is your favorite food and why is that? I like them all. Timisms. Uh, <laughs> I really like a lot of Asian food and I'd say Mexican food. Those are probably my two huh. favorites. So are those things that you cook all the time or you love just going and ordering those foods? Yeah. You've got a lot of great choices about those around here. So sort of both. Yeah. I cook maybe more Asian than, than Mexican, but I remember uh, right out of college being a little poor and making beans, rice and chicken to last about a week for lunch and dinners and things like that. And then you start spicing up, you know, the beans and speaking Spanish, learn some tricks from some people, things like that. Um, but that, that's also where my love of beer kind of came out, or at least I guess like the idea behind flavors and, and blending flavors and balancing flavors and trying not to achieve a dishwater flavor (laughs) through food. Yeah. I I used to cook my mom. There were three boys and my mom would always cook a lot. And so she would teach us to cook. And I think balancing flavor, that's, that's one of like the most important things in beer. I didn't come to beer through and, and you know, our friend, I think Mike knows him too. Dwayne Schaff. Right. uh, Yeah, exactly. He's also a chef, a really great brewer. And, uh, he, always would like his comparisons to beers like he would bring them to he, he would bring food comparisons a lot of times mm. and yeah i just that's uh yeah well i mean a, a specific dish you can try to balance or even you yeah. know you're adding protein to starch to vegetables and there you go i'm such a utilitarian Stir, cook heat, you know malt, it's hops like you know little craft macaroni and, and cheese kind of guy craft mac and cheese <laughs> Well, I am uh, such a huge fan of the uh, late James Lipton from Actor Studio, and I always wish I could have answered those closeout questions. Oh, yeah. But now it's your time with him. So we're going to alternate here. I'll start with Tim. So what's your favorite word, Tim? Bonanza. Bonanza. Wow. All I can hear is the theme song. All of a I'm too young for that, but otherwise, who's had a bad bonanza? Yeah. Caperton, what's your least favorite word? Uh, canceled. Ooh. <laughs> I like that. Caperton, what turns you on? Oh, uh, s- uh, friction. 
<laughs> Red flags. <laughs> the master of Vader. Hmm, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm hearing all of a sudden. Uh, let's see. Guys. <laughs> so dirty. Tim, what turns you off? Other than Caperton's last response. I was going to say Harry and Caperton say friction. <laughs> friction, baby. That's where the heat happens. Yeah, that and uh, dishwater beers. Yeah. So, Tim, what sound do you love? That first beer you've been anticipating and that, that CO2 crack you get. That's it. Exactly. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, let's see, Caperton, what sound or noise do you hate? Uh, the sound that uh, nacho chips make in my head when I'm crunching them. <laughs> okay. All take right. a look. Take a listen to that the next time you eat now, some chips. Now I'm never going to be able to eat it's nacho horrible. chips forever. Yeah. All right. Caperton, what's your favorite curse word? You can say it on this episode. Oh, that's, yeah. The classic is, is uh, but cocksucker. Oh. Okay. <laughs> All right. And so, Tim, what's your favorite curse word? Um... Dude, cocksucker's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Went deep. I'd say uh, fuckhead. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. So, Tim, what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Uh, I think it'd be cool to be a school bus driver sometime. <laughs> How about quickly, I like that guy on The Simpsons. How yeah. about it quickly, Caperton? What? Uh, your alternate uh, job. Oh, I, dude, I'd like to work in brewing. I would. Oh, wow. Well. Yeah. Well, uh, thanks for uh, joining us for uh, this episode today. I want to thank you both for being here. Thank you. Good boy, Caperton. You're welcome, man. This is fun. (laughs) And good boy, Tim. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, it was a blast. Awesome beers and great time. Wow. School bus. Thanks for having us, man. Yeah. I I can hear you flunking the exam as we speak. Sit down back there. (laughs) Yeah, no, I I think that's why I'd like it. I'd never get hired. Yeah. I have to pull this bus over. Hey, this is good old boy Mike asking you to come back and join us for another exciting episode of Sip, Suds, and Smokes. Remember Sprinklegate, and I'll ask you to keep on sipping. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're listening to us online, do yourself a favor and tap. Just tap it in. The subscribe button. Give it a little tappy. Tap, tap, tap a room. The easiest way to listen to our show is to ask Siri, Alexa, Google, Uncle Larry, or whoever it is that talks to you on your phone. Play podcast Sip, Suds, and Smokes. We love your feedback, and you can reach us at info at sipsudsandsmokes.com. Our tasting notes flow out on Twitter and Instagram with our handle at Sip, Suds, and Smokes, and our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. You'll also be able to interact with the thousands Millions! of other fans on those social media platforms. Do us a favor. Take the time to rate this episode if you're listening to us online. That's a big help to us, and we get to see your feedback as well. Come back, join us for another episode, and keep on sipping. Tan Hand production of Sip, Suds, and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your host, the good old boys, will see you all next time.